really what there hasn't been in the market is sort of a solution within Node.js that's also headless and that's really focused on developers here and what we try to bring in with a headless approach is really sort of lowering the bar for when you can start building these more composable commerce solutions. The general thing for all of the features that we're shipping is always, you know, we try to look at an e-commerce stack from sort of a holistic perspective. Hey, this is Brian, and you're listening to Jamstack Radio, a bi-weekly series where we discuss the Jamstack, a new way of building websites and apps that are fast, secure, and simple to work with. Jamstack Radio is brought to you by Heavybit, a program dedicated to helping startups take their developer products to market. For more information, visit heavybit.com. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, we've got Sebastian and Nicholas from Medusa.js. Sebastian, Nicholas, you want to say hello? Hey, everyone. Jordy, hello, Brian. <laughs> Curious, I don't know who wants to go first. Can you tell us why you're here and what you guys are working on? Yeah, Sebastian, let's, uh, you kick it off. We built Medusa.js, which is an open source headless commerce engine. And what that means is obviously it's open source, it's headless, so we have decoupled the way the data is being entered into your system from how it's being displayed in your e-commerce store. Then we are an engine in the regard that we focus on creating great APIs that developers love and have a great time interacting with. One of the key benefits of using a solution like, like Medusa is that you can really customize and extend the core of, of what's possible within Medusa. So whenever you have a new system that you want to integrate with, or you have a funny feature that you think would improve the way that people are purchasing stuff from your store, well, then it's, it's always possible. And it's possible in, most importantly, a native way. So you're not hacking your way through some platform to make it, make it work. You're actually doing what we like to say is like real software development where you contribute with value into the store or your engine, and that value increases over time. On, on your website, it mentions that you're the open source Shopify alternative. I've done a very, very little Shopify development, and I, I believe they call developers on the Shopify platform Shopify devs, because you kind of have to know the, the ins and outs of the ecosystem. Liquid syntax as well, which is familiar if you, if you use Jekyll, but it's still not purely writing JavaScript or purely just interacting with like React and then adding in libraries. So let's start with like sort of the start, like why, why build this and what was the sort of progression to eventually get to taking this as a full-on company now? Mm. For sure, yeah. So, so the story is that prior to doing this full-time, we had an agency. The agency actually just started as sort of a side project while studying in university. So, you know, we took in all kinds of different tasks and we happened to have a lot of e-commerce clients. And these e-commerce clients were on all kinds of platforms, and they usually came to us with some sort of integration task or something like that. And we just found ourselves in, in a position many times where the platforms that we were working with, they didn't really cater to sort of the feature that was being requested. And over, over time, after having encountered that issue multiple times, we were just super tired of it. And then we had this one customer who wanted to, to go the bespoke route. And that gave us a chance to really sort of design the architecture as we always wanted it to work for ourselves. So, you know, we started focusing on, on sort of this modularity. We uh, looked a lot to a project like Gatsby and the Gatsby's plugin system. And leveraging the fact that you can, you know, basically 
change and integration with just you know modifying your plugin file. And and over time, we came to realize that this this product was actually making ourselves super happy. We felt more powerful. Our clients were happy because we could almost do anything that they asked for. And then you know it just made sense to to spin this out into a company and and focus on giving it to as many developers as possible so that they could feel the same joy and, and, and be happy and powerful. Awesome. Yeah, go ahead, Douglas. Yeah, the whole sort of idea of the company and really where, where this distinguishes a bit as a, as a product is that one, it's open source and second, it's developer first. And I think what we've seen sort of in recent years in, in the world of commerce is there's been a lot of these new solutions popping up to compete with Shopify and WooCommerce and the likes, especially building with a headless approach for all the natural benefits of performance, of front-end control, etc. But really what there hasn't been in the market is sort of a solution within Node.js that is also headless, and that's really focused on developers here. And what we try to bring in with a headless approach is really sort of lowering the bar for when you can start building these more composable commerce solutions. What we have seen, at least from working with also headless solutions in the past, is that it's usually something where you have to start at an enterprise level. And you get into it when you're a larger company and it's a larger stretch to actually move to this type of platform. But we see both from sort of from clients asking for it and from developers asking for it that many companies want to go on this journey much earlier, but there is not a clear migration path because most of the headless solutions are for larger corporations and there is no no good alternative here. And really what we're sticking into is saying, okay, let's give you a platform that you can customize and you can compose in any way you want so you can scale with it and take ownership of your commerce stack as you grow. Okay, excellent. I think that's awesome. Like Again, I've had some tinkering with uh, Shopify, but also just directly with Stripe. To one end, Stripe has a great SDK, but there's a lot that you have to build yourself and sort of make that connection. It's great for taking payments for SaaS apps. But if I want to sell stickers or if I want to throw t-shirts up on a, on a page, there's a little bit that's left to be desired. But the other angle is like I, I look at a Shopify, but then that's also I'm opting into the ecosystem, the platform. And if I just want to throw together a Spelt app or a React really quick front end because I can throw that together, I want to be able to do that. But I've always had that limitation of like it's either left or right. And this seems like it's a good Shopify alternative for sure. But the fact that it's open source, that's again, I'm super intrigued by that. So I want to actually learn about like the team. So it's you, and then there's a third third co-founder as well. But how do you sort of take on contribution? Do you take on contribution from open source? Yeah, absolutely. We love it when when people have have something to contribute with. And we also have a Discord community with a bunch of developers who are all helping each other and trying to, you know, figure out how to do different things. So yeah, the team is, is right now obviously us three. Then we have six developers and content writer and a couple of more people that, that are in different functions. But but yeah, for sure, like we try to obviously orchestrate everything from sort of planning the roadmaps internally and figuring out like what, what are the features that we want to go out there and build. And then what we like to do is we like to do these write-ups where we break down what is it that we intend to implement and how are we going to implement it and go into as much detail as we possibly can. And then we like to upload that into GitHub discussions and actually have the internal discussion going on publicly through discussions on GitHub. That obviously allows the community to take part in sort of understanding why are we building certain features and why are we doing it in 
the particular way that we that we end up implementing it. And it obviously also makes it a lot easier to find that place where the outside contributor can actually find some work to do, right? So that's sort of the way that we're working. Okay, yeah, I love that model. And I love that, that you all have a Discord. I think open source, the, the ecosystem's changing a bit, at least in the JavaScript ecosystem. I think we're seeing more and more open source companies. I know YC as well is, is onboarding more open source companies every every batch as well. I like this trend because one, it's the the ability to grow community from the ground up. You have a lot of invested invested as in like they're they're shipping code and leveraging your plugins in, in ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But it, it also gives folks an idea of like where you're going, what's next. You can have conversation, you can interact with the with the team, the community. I imagine even as you get larger, you'll you'll have DevRel folks or community managers to help get feedback from the community. For sure, yeah. There's also a, another angle to this conversation because from a merchant perspective, so not necessarily the developers who are who are developing with Medusa, but but the ones who are actually using it on a day-to-day basis, it's actually also a tremendous benefit to have something that's open source driving your business because that enables you to take control over where your own personal roadmap is going. And this insight was actually one of the main reasons why we decided to open source Medusa in the first place. So we worked with this company called Tecla Fabrics, who was growing really fast while we were building the solution with them. And we found that every day or every week, they would have new new requirements to their tech stack. It could be anything from like, you know, they wanted to try out a new analytics provider or they they wanted to switch out ERP systems. Like the size of the projects really varied a lot. But the fact that, you know, things were changing so quickly, it was just clear that, you know, if we had decided to make this a closed source solution, others would not have the possibility to, you know, iterate as quickly as, as Tecla was able to do. So that was sort of the, the, the key insight that made us decide, let's do it open source and let's make it possible for everyone to benefit in this way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the interesting part is as well when we actually went out initially and sort of yelled sort of open source, here's an open source Shopify alternative for you to use. We saw a lot of a lot of traction. So I think it's only been sort of six months in we since we first sort of officially uh, launched Medusa or told about Medusa. And now we have six thousand people sort of on, on GitHub supporting the, the project and a large community behind it. And when we speak to the people that actually joins in here. The common denominator of most of them is they have some experience building with e-commerce and they have sort of met these limitations because they were using proprietary tools. And I just think the space of e-commerce is such a complex one because each store and each web shop are trying to differentiate at so many different levels, especially compared to just, let's go four or five years back where it was kind of normal to look like each other. Now people want to differentiate, they want performance, and they want all these aspects. They cannot get with proprietary platforms. And that falls back to developers with the business being like, can we not do X, Y, Z? And developers having to say, nah, that's not really possible. That was not what the platform was built for, etc. I think what we saw here with, with kicking into all the Medusa is just, what, why not give people a platform where they could actually say, yes, we can do the things, we can change the things, because we give them an open source tool that they can compose in any different way they want. As far as partnerships, integrations, like who are folks you've seen have approached you or have you approached to help with your platform, either open source or, or whatnot? 
I think the fantastic thing about the people who've been approaching us and building with us is the diversity in terms of the use cases we have uh, we've seen up until now. Obviously, sort of Medusa was built here together with Tecla Fabrics, which is a large company here now driving a large B2C business uh, across 50 different markets and really sort of leverage the scale of Medusa and the, the ability to sort of own the roadmap, quickly scale multi-currency functionality and, and some of these embedded features. Then we have others now coming into the community, which take Medusa and completely breaks it apart. We have a marketplace just being built right now with sort of an extended Medusa version, which was not the intentional initially that you should be able to build marketplaces. One guy in our community, a big shout out to, to Adrian on that one, who basically took, took Medusa, broke it apart and, and sort of built marketplace functionality. And then we have a lot of different cases, headless solutions where it's an AI platform on top to actually scan products and say, okay, it's a picture of this is part of a machine. Okay, that means the customer will need to order X component and then they're sent direct to a checkout flow where Medusa handles all the backend stuff and basically just need a very simple front-end one-page checkout flow. And they could use that or build that with Medusa out of the box. So many different solutions I could go on, but I think the common denominator is more sort of the diversity that you can do so many different things with, with this type of solution. And that's actually uh, quite interesting to see. As far as the tech stack for Medusa, are you all writing this in JavaScript or something similar? Yeah, it's, it's Node.js all the way. And then for the database, we right now support SQLite and Postgres. So those are sort of the database layers. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> if for folks, if they wanted to get started, are they, I see there's a Gatsby starter and an XJS starter. Are they self-hosting this? Are they looking for hosting their SQLite database and et cetera? Yeah, at this point in time, it's it's all self-hosted. We do provide some some you know nice guides for deploying Medusa onto Heroku, other different solutions like this. I think one of the the interesting things about headless commerce in general is that it quickly becomes an infrastructure nightmare because you have to have, and especially with closed source solutions, because you have to have infrastructure that can integrate all your your systems. So if you're using a closed source solution and you're also using Contentful or something like that, and you need to make these two integrate with each other and the platform you're using doesn't have an official integration, then you have to write that translation code yourself and host it onto a server. Then now you have servers to take care of. What's nice about Medusa is that you can actually put that translation code into your Medusa instance. So once you deploy the Medusa instance, that's also taking care of all the translations. I'm calling it translations, but really it's integrations, right? So that's a major benefit for it. And obviously, I think at some point in time, we're also probably looking to to do a cloud solution ourselves so that, that you can actually host it with a single click. We get that question a lot. It's, it's no secret we, we are VC-backed and, and have some uh, cool investors on board here to, to support the journey. How will you make revenue if you just produce an open source product. And I think what is important for us to say is here, we build an open source product because we want the open source product to be the best one. And we've seen other solutions where you, you kind of diverge into it. There's an open source product and then there's this cool thing over here which you have to pay a bit extra for and here you get all the shiny things in it. We really want to avoid getting into to this part of the of the game. We think it's cool to actually give the open source and the developers who who like the open source version the best possible experience. And then hosting is a good way to, to like if if you don't want to take care of maintenance and others, you can do that with Medusa at a later point. 
Okay, perfect. Yeah, so uh, you mentioned the cloud solution that probably going to come down the road. Maybe it's on the, the future roadmap. I don't want to put a date on that for you. <laughs> I, I'm curious, like, what is next? Like, what are you hoping to ship in the next six, 12 months while folks are listening to this and being enticed so far? Where should we start? There's obviously a lot of different features that we need to put out there. One thing that we've been working on quite a bit right now has been taxes tax APIs so that you can really comply with every tax scheme in, in the entire world. And, you know, that's that's not particularly sexy, but the general thing for all of the features that we're shipping is always, you know, we try to look at an e-commerce stack from sort of a holistic perspective. And then we say, okay, you need some search, you need some content management, you need some product information management, et cetera, et cetera. And then we try to say, okay, how, how can we abstract integrations with different tools into our core so that you can start out using maybe you know a cheap version of a PIM system. And then once your business grows, then you can switch out the cheaper version with a more expensive version, more advanced version. But we've already abstracted all of the functionality into Medusa. So you don't have to you know write a, a completely new integration or go through insane migration paths. And that's that's really what we try and do. And we try and do it for basically everything that has to do with e-commerce. Yeah, exactly. And I think at, at Guiding Rule here, we, we are at a place now, obviously having a few live stores, both from your community and, and we've been building ourselves. We, we have a quite strong proof of concept of everything working and this being the part. But finding these features that makes it either that step easier to use Pedusa all that are really sort of wanted from for specific use cases. Here we're always sort of relying a bit on what we hear from, from people coming into community. Obviously, people contacting us and sideways of like, these are the features we need. And we take in all this feedback and basically discuss, okay, what can make sense and, and be helpful for both merchants and developers going forward as, as an out-of-the-box feature. And as Sebastian mentioned, that's, let's not try to build a rocket ship of we can do all features that stick with the very core e-commerce feature and build a really good project. And I think in the spirit of Jamstack here, we want to be one solution and one part of the stack and you should have a whole lot of other integrations into it. But if we can do the commerce part very, very well, then we are at a very good place. Awesome. Most folks who listen, they know I have a side project called Open Source. We had shipped a shop for giving out stickers as well as t-shirts. And I have not put much work into that because maintenance and trying to keep stuff up to date while also shipping stickers and putting stamps on everything. Here's my, my MVP of what I would use with Medusa, which is I want to basically spin up a Next.js app I want to be able to have folks purchase stickers. And then the last mile of it is I actually would love to have this drop shipped or have another entity get that API data or get the webhook whenever something's sold, and then they sort of take care of that. So is that possible today with Medusa? And it will or will it be possible in the next like when your your roadmap is fulfilled? Yeah. We are building a printful integration, nice. which is kind of a similar thing where you know you can make a, an order via Medusa store, and then once the order comes in, it's sent to to Printful, and they take care of fulfillment for you. So that that's definitely possible. And we also have this at Medusa. We have these discovery days. We like to call them. So every Friday, you you're free to do whatever you want. And there was uh, someone from the team who built this one page checkout flow where you can essentially go on to a link and the link is, is just you know the domain name slash your product handle. And then when you land onto that, that link, you only see one product and then that's a checkout flow for you. So similar to Stripe payment links. Yeah. 
and obviously, you know, if you're building a, a sticker store and you don't want to put that much effort into sort of maintenance and, and cool features, then that would probably be a pretty good place to start. And it happens to be built in, in Next.js. I think we almost checked all the boxes there. <laughs> you had me at Printful because I do have a Printful account. <laughs> I, I have not actually set it up, but just knowing that that could be an integration that I could do is all open source. I could get my open source contributors to help out with it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sold. <laughs> so you, you definitely have one free customer or if it's a paid thing, I definitely would pay for that for sure. Awesome. Cool. I appreciate y'all coming on, chatting about Medusa. I, again, I'm sold on it. Hopefully listeners are checking out the, they already checked out the website and aren't already in the GitHub repo while they're listening to this. Anything else you want to mention before we transition to the picks? Super happy that getting out to Jamstack audience like this. I mean, I can only say to people, like, try it out and test it. And I think one, one thing that is cool of we still being new kids on the block here and, and open to ideas and inputs. I mean, if you have time for it and like e-commerce, join in on our Discord and actually participate in discussions. We are spending most day in there as well, chatting up and both helping people out, but also actually getting quite a lot of inspiration for where to put our roadmap next and where to move in. There's a lot of activity already, but we love when people, uh, people join in with good input from discussion. Also, even if you say, I love Shopify, we would still love to hear like, what is that so good and, and for us to learn about it, right? We're here to learn as well, so so join in if you want to want to go to a discussion. Yeah, I can only second that. <laughs> Excellent. Well, appreciate that. All right. Well, I'm going to transition us to the picks. So these are jam picks. It could be anything you're jamming on, music, food, code related. I've actually got some relevant picks too as well from our conversations. The first pick is I actually yesterday started writing code on this app called Ketchup, and Ketchup as in like the condiment here in the in the states, <laughs> but. The idea is basically you can catch up on issues. The idea is you install this onto your GitHub repo as an integration. It's going to link directly to your Discord, and then folks can be notified, hey, if there's a new issue specifically for good first issues, whatever labels you want to identify for. And the beauty of this is that you could also send it to other Discords, so other web dev communities as well. Nice. It's still early. It's under the open source org. It's still early days, but I'm all about showing people open source contributions, opportunities. Happy to, to get your feedback on the idea. Does it work for sort of your private Discord? Or like, is it a, a DM that comes in or is it for... It will go to a channel. That's really cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So again, the open source community, like we're a path to find your next open source contributions. We, we love partnering with folks like Medusa and also Superbase, which is my other pick. My last pick from the previous episode was about hotopensauce.pizza. Over the holidays, we built this thing, which essentially product hunt for open source projects. Mm-hmm. The idea is like we just want to be able to send signals if things are trending. And so far, most trending is it's it's based on stars, but we have a cohort of like 400 people who like open source and hang out. We wanted to actually use that cohort to basically send signals. I've developed a very secret TikTok-like algorithm to surface up open source projects. Sorry to interrupt. Is it as secret as the GitHub trending algorithm? Because I know that everyone, at least in our office, is trying to figure out how that works. <laughs> Not as secret as that. GitHub trending is obviously something that we're 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 very close to, but also changelog nightly. Those are all mostly based on user signals, which is mostly is stars. So how many things have got stars lately? My approach is a little more focused towards folks who are doing contributions. So if I'm a, a new contributor to Medusa, 
I would love to send that signal to the rest of the squad and say, hey, Medusa is actually taking contributions. There's good mentorship. They've got a discord like that. Now this person is now a champion for this project and they can send that signal back to the rest of the, of the group. Oh, that's cool. That's the, the longer tail idea, but it's a side project. So I've been live streaming this on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BWO. So if anybody wants to come through and see what I'm working on lately, just show up. That's really cool. That's really cool. Okay, that that's two good picks here. It's a difficult one, uh, difficult one to be. <laughs> and I have to say, you mentioned Superbase as well. If not for anything, then uh, at least signing into Superbase for following that Twitter Twitter account for a good laugh here and there is uh, would be one thing. <laughs> they do a good job. Uh, they definitely do. They definitely do. I I can go ahead here. It, we've been uh, we've been pushing and working a lot with a launch coming up. So ha- have some work related here, but. Actually, spending quite some time on updating sort of our Notion homepage at the moment. Oh, nice! Wanted to give a shout out to Strappy here, which we're learning a lot from. They have this, this thing called the Strappy Handbook, which is basically sort of they are and through inspiration for open source companies here, but really sort of making everything accessible in terms of their ways of working, the ways of doing different doing different processes in the company, values, vision, all these things. I think it's it's just an awesome approach to it. You really like the open source approach, and I have to admit, we we're gonna steal some of the ideas here of being more open about sort of internal process and how everything works, and, and trying to reconfigure the Medusa home. But I've spent quite some time on this. I think it's uh, it's it's an awesome work. I'm always interested in how companies and teams operate, and when folks share or open about sharing that, I'm totally down to you. take a look and also steal ideas for for my team as well. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, I think uh, Solana Pay was released a couple of, of days ago. And that's obviously quite interesting because we already have integrations to a number of different payment gateways. And, and you know, if you've been anywhere near Twitter for the past year, you will know what an NFT is and what Web3 is. <laughs> yeah. wouldn't want to say that we want to go into Web3 per se, but I think it's super interesting to see how we could sort of start working with with Web Web three technologies, actually, we're doing this uh, collaboration with a Danish brand for token gated products. So the idea is really that you know they're going to release NFTs, and then if you're a holder of that NFT, you're allowed to buy a limited edition collection of their products, their physical products. It's it's such a crazy space, and I also spent the the Christmas break really trying to dig deep into Rust and and try to understand like all this stuff going on uh, with Solana. That's that's my pick. It's uh, it's super cool work. Okay, awesome. You're you're never not going to be not going to be not excited about something over there if you're involved for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something I'll, I'll definitely check out down the road. We'd even get into payments and, and crypto and stuff like that. It's called. <laughs> For some reason, like a lot of these podcasts lately have kind of divulged into that, but um, <laughs> uh, we've sort of stayed pure in the whole Web2 <laughs> ecosystem today. So, yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate you both for uh, sharing about Medusa. Honestly, the excitement is it's real. <laughs> Definitely want to actually build with Medusa and actually think about rethinking our swag shop and especially with your integration with Printful. If you're willing, I'd love to send some of my open source contributors over to Medusa and see if they can take a look at that and build their own projects out of it. Absolutely. We'd love that. We welcome them with, with open arms here. Cool. Sounds good. Well, thanks for that. And uh, listeners, keep spreading the jam. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio. 
To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, check out their library. It's packed with amazing talks on sales, marketing, product, and general management from founders of developer tools companies and other industry leaders. Oh,